Welcome to the Natural Super Kids Podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I had a little realization yesterday that, you know, I I was just racking my brain as to what sort of topics I might like to talk about on the podcast. And my, my mind goes to, you know, all the complex, complicated topics that we could cover to do with kids' health, kids' immunity, kids' gut health. Um, There's so many topics, you know, that we can cover here on the podcast. And I just had a moment of, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to some of the foundational, really practical information that parents might be interested in. So that's what we're doing today. So today I am going to start a new podcast series covering these foundations of kids' health. And we are going to start with food, diet and food and nutrition. So I know that, you know, it's it's important to understand some of the more complex things that can go on with our kids' health, but it's also really important to get those foundations right. Um, so no matter what state of health your kids have, no matter what age they are, what development stage they have, what challenges you're going through um, currently with with anything to do with your kids' nutrition, diet, well-being and health, these episodes are going to be really, um, really inclusive for everybody and really handy information to know for everybody. So today I really want to really want to start with feeding kids. How do we get our kids diet right in a world where we are bombarded with all of the packets, all of the additives, all of the sugar, um, all of the preservatives, all of the pesticides. You know, we can really get bogged down in some of these areas, but I really want to take a a big picture look at our kids' diet. So we're really zooming out. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Because no matter, um, you know, where our kids are, what age they are, what development stage they're at, uh, feeding them is something that we have to do every single day, multiple times a day. Um, As they get older, they start to feed themselves. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we've empowered them to make good decisions the majority of the time. So let's talk a little bit about the basics um, of, of feeding kids. So the very first thing I like parents to start to think about is Um, how to get more whole foods into our kids. Whole foods or natural foods um, that come straight from either a plant or an animal. Now, these days, it's unrealistic that our kids are only going to eat 
whole food. So I just want to set that record straight. My kids certainly do have some packets. My kids have some sugar. You know, we really try and keep things like additives and preservatives down, but they slip into the diet here and there. So it really is what we do the majority of the time that counts. We don't have to be perfect at this stuff. But if we can get more whole foods, more um, real foods, more natural foods into our kids' diet, then we are, um, you know, doing really well. That's a big thing that we can that we can kind of give ourselves a big tick for. So when I talk about whole foods, you know, there can be a bit of confusion even about this term. So the way that I like to explain it to kids is is natural food. So food from nature is always healthy. It contains all the things that our bodies need to grow, to become strong, to function, um, to feel good. So uh, again, a good way to explain this to kids is food that comes straight from a plant or an animal. And so depending on your kid's age, you know, you need to make this age appropriate. You can start talking about some of the foods that might be on the dinner plate that have come straight from a plant or an animal, and some of those foods that might not have come straight from a plant or an animal. So when we're talking about whole foods, natural foods, real foods, we're talking about things like vegetables, salads, fruits, nuts and seeds, um, whole grains, so things like oats and rice, um, eggs and dairy products that come straight from an animal, fish, chicken and meat. So these are all really good examples of whole foods or natural foods. When we're talking about the opposite of that, refined foods, packet foods, processed foods, you know, we can give some examples of things like biscuits and chips and muesli bars and pretty much any snack food that comes in a packet will fall into this category as well. Things like breakfast cereals, chocolates, lollies, um, and there's a whole heap of different examples as well. But there's some really good examples that kids are generally quite familiar with. So we want to get as much food into our kids' bodies and our bodies as adults that are that are natural foods, that are whole foods, that are real foods. So that is the first focus and conversation that we can have with our kids that, you know, whenever that they're eating something, whether it's a meal or a snack, is this a natural food or is this a packet food or a processed food? Let's at least become aware of that and making the majority of our diet come from those natural foods, um, those whole foods, because these foods are the foods that are full of nutrition. They're full of vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and antioxidants that help keep our bodies healthy. Whereas the packet foods, the refined foods, are full of the sugars and the refined or processed grains that have had all of the nutrition taken out of them. And then, of course, there's lots of lots of um, undesirable ingredients often added to these foods as well, things like preservatives and colours and flavours uh, that really are essentially chemicals that our bodies do not need um, to thrive and can be uh, can actually cause um, you know health symptoms and health issues in our kids, whether that's behavioural problems, sleep issues. Um, they can have a detrimental effect on our gut health and our immune health. But in terms of the conversation that we're having today, um, it, it really is about those foods are 
are lacking nutrition that our kids need so much because of all the growth and development that is happening um, within their bodies. And as I said before, if we can get this right, if we can, uh, you know, really start to increase the amount of whole foods and natural foods that are coming into our kids' bodies and into our bodies, we're 80% there in terms of getting that good nutrition into our kids. We don't have to really, you know, um, delve into the, the, the little the little things, the how much zinc is in there and how much magnesium is in there and are my kids getting enough antioxidants? You know, if we can zoom out and think about that big picture of more whole foods, less packet foods, then we, we are the majority of the way there. I also do want to mention here um, a little bit about farming practices and soil quality. So this is kind of this is really important as well, um, and we, we we need to probably have some more in depth conversations about this on the podcast. Uh, but really, what we need to know is that a lot of the commercial big farms. Um, are monoculture farms. So they are growing just one single crop. And these are the sorts of of foods that you'll find in the supermarket, even when it comes to those healthy and natural foods, uh, like the fruits, the vegetables, the salads. Um, A lot of these foods come from farms where they are growing just one crop or just a handful of crops. Um, And that is not great for the environment. But it's also not great for the soil quality. And we know that the nutrients in our food come from the soils. So if our food is grown in nutrient-depleted, unhealthy soils, then that is going to affect the nutrient levels of the food that we are consuming, which in turn will affect the nutrient levels of our that our children are consuming and our family is consuming. So we do want to put some thought into where our food is coming from. And again, there's a lot of a lot of nitty-gritty that we can get into here. Um, but I like to encourage people to think about where they're sourcing their food. So um, when we source our food from the supermarket, market, uh, we are often not getting the best quality of nutrition, even when we are choosing those fruits and vegetables and salads. Uh, Supermarkets are getting better and there's often a small selection of of organic food. Uh, We want to be looking for locally grown food. So uh, a lot of us will have access to things like farmers markets or um, local farm co-op boxes where we can get a box delivered with a range of different fruits and vegetables in there or organic box deliveries um, or sourcing organic uh, fruits and vegetables. So this is not, you know, the first thing we want to be thinking about, but it is really important because of that that nutrient um level of the food that we are eating, as well as other things like pesticides and and that sort of thing. So me personally, I am a big fan of the farmer's market and I've got an amazing farmer's market uh, local to me. Shout out to Wollonga Farmer's Market where I can get all of my fruits and vegetables and salads and they also have you know good quality animal protein like we've got fish and we've got um, pork and we've got beef uh, that is free range and, and there's lots of organic options there as well. We I can get nuts and I can get local dairy products. So really I can do the majority of my food shopping at my local farmer's market and I know that lots of other people 
people have that option too. Uh, So farmers markets are amazing. Even if you're not you know, just choosing organic, when we're shopping at a farmer's market, we know that these are local farms, which which helps with the nutrient levels of the food that uh, we are buying. Um, and we're supporting those smaller farmers that tend to have more, um, you know, m- more varied crops on the farm. And that really helps with the soil quality, because if a farm is only growing one crop, um, then that does affect the soil in a negative way. But if there's if there's sort of more, more um, permaculture type farms, where they're really thinking about the far, the, the health of the farm as a whole and really looking after that soil quality, then that's going to really have a positive impact on the on the nutrient levels in the foods that we are consuming. So we can look at farmers markets, we can look at organic produce, we can look at small local farms, biodynamic farms, permaculture farms. These are all fantastic. But if this is like, whoa, I'm not really there yet, then this isn't the first thing you want to be thinking about. It's fine to definitely start at the supermarket and get that balance of more whole foods and less packet foods as the first step. And then the second step is to start to think about where you are sourcing your food from. As I said, I think we'll have some more conversations about this on the podcast, but I did just want to mention that just to plant that seed or if you're at that stage to think about where you're sourcing your food, then, you know, these are some these are some um, thoughts you might want to be thinking about. So let's move on to what makes up a healthy meal for kids. Now, this is an area that um, I like to keep really simple. Uh, So, you know, I'm not going to encourage you or recommend that you start weighing food or anything like that. I really just want to go through this approach um, just using a hand for measurements. So first of all, I just want to say that the biggest mistake if, if that's what we want to call it, I see parents making with their kids' meals is that there's way too many carbohydrates and not enough proteins and fats. So I really want to delve into these macronutrients today. So that is the protein, the carbohydrates, and the fats. They are our macronutrients. And I see this balance off in a lot of families' diets. A lot of families, particularly kids, have very carbohydrate-heavy diets, and a lot of these carbohydrates are more the refined, processed carbohydrates as well because our kids are are drawn to carbohydrates for good reason. They do need more carbohydrates for you know the energy in their body needed for all the growth and development and running around and bouncing around that kids tend to do, um, but we also need to make sure that they are getting adequate amounts of protein and adequate amounts of healthy fat. So let's have a bit of a a look at what I recommend in terms of a healthy kid's meal. So starting off, we want to be thinking about vegetables and salad. And um, what we want to aim for, and this might be a big stretch for a lot of kids, particularly if they're fussy with with vegetables and salads. So don't um, don't stress if you're nowhere near this, but this is what you know. This is really ideal: is two to three handfuls of vegetables and or salads on the plate at 
uh, in the lunchbox and at dinner time, ideally. Um, and if you can throw in a few veggies and salad at breakfast time in an omelette or in a smoothie, then that's definitely a great bonus as well. So I'm talking about your child's hand, not your hand, not your husband's huge hand, but your child's hand. So two to three handfuls of vegetables and or salads should be going um, on their plate or in their lunchbox. And so that could be made up of raw vegetable sticks. It could be Um, you know, salads, green smoothies, vegetable soups, uh, steamed or stir fried vegetables, homemade sweet potato chips, things like avocado, corn on the cob, roast veggies. Um, And so you don't have to just stick to a pile of steamed veggies on the plate. You know, you want to get creative in, in different ways that you can include veggies. If you're a club member, you know that we focus on this a lot. We have hidden veggie recipes. We have, you know, lots of different ways that we can get vegetables into our kids, even in things like cupcakes or brownies, um, as well as, you know, really obvious veggies uh, at dinner time and in the lunchbox as well. So most kids are not eating enough veggies and or salad. And my big tip here is to think about when your kids are most motivated to eat. Is that in the in the morning? You know, some kids are really hungry as soon as they wake up. Um, for my kids, it's after school because they come home really hungry. Um, and so that is the perfect time to be focusing on getting more of these veggies and salads into your kids. So that might look like, um, you know, a, a, a smoothie after school or even a small bowl of soup in the winter um, or some veggie sticks with some dip. So think about those times when your kids are most motivated to eat and focus on getting more veggies and salad in at those times. A lot of parents wait until dinner time. And by dinner time, kids are often tired. You know, their their mood is a little bit all over the place, particularly if they're younger. So, you know, that's where the dinner time battles can really come in. So if we can try and get veggies and salad into our kids throughout the day, then it takes the pressure off at dinner time um, to make sure they're eating a whole lot of veggies. Let's move on to protein. So when I when I'm um when we're talking about protein, what we want to aim for is a palm to hand size portion of protein. Again, this is your child's hand or palm, so their hand is the perfect measurement for them. Now, protein is so important for our kids for growth, for development, and it keeps our kids fuller for longer as well. If your kids are always hungry, always asking you for more snacks, increase their protein and it does make a big difference. So protein is included in things such as eggs and fish and meat and chicken and dairy products such as cheese and yogurt. Um, Things like nuts are high in protein and legumes such as lentils, chickpeas, tofu, um, tempeh. So there's a variety of protein sources. Uh, Animal products will generally contain good amounts of protein. And if you are vegetarian or vegan as a family, then you do need to be just a little bit more conscious of protein, making sure you're getting in plenty of those nuts, potentially eggs and those legumes and, and tofu and tempeh, as I said. So Uh, We want to try and get protein in every meal 
And it's that palm to hand size portion of protein. Generally, a palm is enough. But if your kids are are hungry all the time, then you might want to increase that um, portion size to a a full hand uh, to see if that really helps to curb um, those, those snack cravings between meals. So at breakfast, lunch and dinner, we want to try and incorporate protein. Most kids are lacking protein at breakfast and often at lunch as well. So um, most kids will be getting some protein at dinner time, but think about whether your kids are getting protein at breakfast. Are they just having a big bowl of porridge, which is a nice healthy breakfast, but maybe you can add some nuts um, into their porridge uh, to sort of beef it up with some protein. Um, if they're having a smoothie, maybe you can you can add an, uh, some, some protein powder into the smoothie or a boiled egg on the side as well as like a fruit smoothie. So do think about making sure your kids are getting protein at breakfast and in their lunchbox. Leftover meat from the night before in a sandwich or a wrap or just some chicken strips with some veggies in the lunchbox um, can make make really good options. So Protein is important if your kids are moody, um, if their behavior is all over the place, if they're hungry all the time, then they may need some more protein. So next I want to look at, at fats. Healthy fats are really important for our kids' brain, for their nervous system. And again, healthy fats can keep our kids fuller for that bit longer as well. So healthy fats may already be contained within the meal that you are serving your kids. So for example, there might be some um, healthy fats in the fish or the meat that you're serving. Um, But if you're feeling like there is not a lot of a lot of fat in the in the meal that you're serving your kids. Potentially, it's um, you know in in the lunchbox or something like that. You might want to add some extra fats in there. So that could be some avocado or some nuts or some seeds um, or some some healthy oils such as olive oil or coconut oil, um, butter, yogurt, coconut milk, cream. These things all contain healthy fats. So uh, have a think about whether your kids are getting enough healthy fats. A couple of tablespoons per meal. So we don't need a lot of healthy fats. And as I said, sometimes they may be contained within the food or the meal that you're already serving. But have a think about whether your kids are getting healthy fats. And ideally, we want to be including healthy fats in all of our kids' meals. And then, of course, there's carbohydrates. So carbohydrates, as I said, are very important for our kids, for their energy, for their growth. Um, And what a lot of parents don't understand or a lot of people don't understand is that we do get good quality carbohydrates through fruits and vegetables and salads. Um, So our kids are often overdoing things like bread and pasta and rice and, you know, snacky carby foods. Um, So when it comes to carbohydrates, we want to try and stick to whole grains as much as possible. Um, So, you know, staying away from that white refined carbohydrate sources and going and, you know, moving towards more whole grains. So things like quinoa and buckwheat and brown rice and rye and spelt and whole grain crackers and oats, um, even things like millet and amaranth, which are uh, kind of not, not as popular grains, can be great to include in kids' diets. Now, if your kids are used to the more refined white grains, um, 
they're probably not going to accept whole grains straight away. So for example, if you always serve white rice and you want to move towards brown rice, you want to try and make that that switch slowly. Um, and so just start by adding a little bit of brown rice into the white rice uh, and see how that goes. And same with bread. You know, if your kids are used to that white, soft, um, refined type bread, you're not going to want to sort of all of a sudden start packing them a dark rye sandwich as an example, because they're probably not going to accept that. But there are some great, um, you know, rye bread options that are much lighter. So start, so starting to move towards more whole grains is important, but do it in a, in a slow sort of step-by-step way and make sure that they're getting enough protein, as I said, enough healthy fats and enough vegetables and salads. They really are the priority and then filling the gap um, with some whole grain starchy carbohydrates can be a really good way to think about it. Whereas a lot of kids' plates, I've got lots of the carbohydrate and very little of the, the protein and healthy fats. So getting that balance of protein fats and carbohydrates right uh, can really make a profound difference to our kids' health, to their sleep, to their mood, to their behavior, to their appetite. As I said, um, you know, kids that don't get enough protein and healthy fats are generally hungry all the time um, and, and are continuously asking for snacks. So today we have covered, you know, getting more whole foods into our kids and less packet foods. That is the number one thing um, that you should be thinking about if you're wanting to healthify your kid's diet. The second thing we talked about is, is like, where is your food coming from? What farming practices are those farms using? What is the soil quality like? Uh, so having a little think about that and then moving into getting that ratio of protein healthy fats and carbohydrates right. And generally, we want to really try and work on increasing that that amount of protein that our kids are getting and the amount of healthy fats that they're getting and the amount of veggies and salads they're getting. If we can start to tick those boxes, then we are really doing very well with our kids' diet. So we are going to continue this conversation of feeding kids um, for the next few episodes of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today. I would love to hear from you. Send me a message on Instagram over at Natural Super Kids and let me know, you know, what one change you are going to be making from today's episode. And I will pop a couple of handy links for you in the show notes so that you can um, get some helpful resources on this topic. So I have a Whole Food for Kids ebook that I'll pop the link to. And we have a Healthy Snack Ideas um, for Kids ebook as well, which I'll pop the link uh, to as well if you're wanting a bit of inspiration um, as to some of these more whole food meals and snacks that you can feed your kids. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.